Reish Pei. Okay, page Reish Pei. Okay, so continue this topic of Hakara Satov, recognizingly good. If you recall, last week, I think probably one of the most mechudosh pieces, one of the most novel pieces in the last piece was, uh, I found most novel, was his emphasis on Hakara Satov generating love. You know, he said a society where we, where we properly recognize the good is a society where there is an increase of love. Um, what, what, if just simply recognizing this and, and, and even without expressing, it shows how much people care about us and, it, and just changes the entire character, entire yachas, the entire relationship between people simply by, by, by recognizing the good. And I think part of what he was doing was he was transitioning between Hakar Sato being something which is just, I'm working on myself, which is valuable, and Hakar Sato being something which is transformative for the entire society. Entire, right? Hakar Sato is not just, I am a more grateful person, but it's through gratitude, it actually is transformative to the society that we live in. And, and it's that idea that he's going to uh, develop a little bit further over here um, and explain a little bit more of where Hakar Satov and really the opposite of Hakar Satov, where the lack of Hakar Satov stems from. So, page Reish Pei, he says like this, Hakar Satov, Hakar Satova, he mida shasechel mechayev, umida yafehimaod. On the one hand, a recognition, gratitude, or the, the acknowledgement of good is something which logic dictates. And it's a good midah, right? You know, I don't, we don't have to sell this midah. Some midahs we have to explain to people. Like Karsato is like, of course, gratitude, gratitude, attitude of gratitude, etc. So, lama nachnu kfiyatova larov. So why is it that so often we are ungrateful? If it's something which is so logical, something which is so self-evident, then why is it that so often we perhaps struggle with, uh, with feeling it or expressing it? V'lama kfiyasatov. And why is it that kfiasatov, that the opposite, again, a lack of gratitude, is something which is um, rooted in us from the times of Adam Rishon? He's going to show where that's from. Hari Amru, the Pasuk says, So by the Tower of Bavel, the Pasuk tells us that Hashem goes down to see the city and the tower, which was built by the, which was built by the, children, of, uh, of the children of man. Rashi, uh, Rashi quotes Chazal, which says, B'nei Adam picks up on the word. It says, it should say, Hashem went down, see the tower, see the city. What does it mean, B'nei Adam? So, Ela uh, B'nei Mi. Shema B'nei Chamora Mugbalim? Is it the children of donkeys and camels? Like, what kind of ridiculous uh, terminology is this? Ela B'nei Adam Harishon. Adam is specific in the sense that it's a reference to Adam Harishon. Shekafa Esatova. Ve'amara Isha Shernasata Imadi. Right? So, when, 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 um, when, um, when Adam is confronted over the fact that he sinned, what does he say? He says, yeah, it's true. The woman that you gave to me, she's the one that caused me to sin. So what do you see over there? Immediately, right, as soon as he's confronted, he is not grateful. He basically says, God, it's your fault, right? And not only is he saying, God, it's your fault. He's saying, God, what do you do? You gave me this woman. Like, uh, he's not ungrateful for the fact that he was given a partner. He was given someone, a spouse, right? Instead, he throws the back, so to speak, in God's face. So Af'elu, these two, the people building the tower, Kafu Betova, Instead of being grateful over the fact that their ancestors, or perhaps they, uh, depends on your cat, maybe some of them themselves, were saved from the flood, and God saved them, and therefore they had a new lease on life, and therefore they should think about how to serve God better, and therefore they should be focused on God entirely and so incredibly grateful. Instead, they basically try to run away from God. Instead, they, they reject God. Instead, they are completely ungrateful over the fact that they were saved. So that, that's why they're called B'nai Adam, because they are struggling there, still uh, plagued by the same sin that Adam Arishan was plagued with, uh, uh, namely, that they were not, that Adam was not grateful, so too the children of the, the people, or the people themselves who were saved from the flood, they too are B'nai Adam, they were the descendants of Adam in the sense that they were not grateful for Hashem saving them. Okay? 
So what we see over here is that this is this uh, this issue of not being grateful goes all the way back to Adam, and seemingly is just going through the generations. This it's, it's rooted deeply the sense of not being grateful. It's something which is so much a part of. Uh, part of, of part of humankind that the opening stories of Horatius, which are meant to really lay out the 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 struggles that are that are meant to be the eternal struggles of all time, right? It, of course, I don't have to explain to all of us over here that this is not the Torah is not a storybook, and the Torah is trying to lay out, especially in the first stories. This is the if you want to understand who we are, you read the story of Adam and Chava in the Garden of Eden. If you want to understand who we are, you read the stories of Noah and and the stories of, of, of the Darha Mabu, uh, of Those are stories which are meant to really explain who we are at the core, at the core, at the core. And one of the main themes that is, that is going all the way back to Adam is Kafu Batova, is the fact that they are not grateful. So clearly this is something, something which is deeply rooted in our psyche, in our existence. On the one, then he points out, there, in those two stories, both with Adam, as well as the, 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 the generation of the tower, their lack of gratitude goes, is directed towards Hashem. We, in this discussion, we're not focusing on God. Our discussion, our focus is, is, is gratitude towards human beings. And we need to get to the root. And when we get to the root, we'll understand how the two really are one and the same. A lack of gratitude towards God is one and the same with a lack of gratitude towards people. And what he's going to explain to us is where this all stems from. By understanding where it comes from, our hope is that we'll have a better chance in addressing it and being able to navigate uh, the challenge of ingratitude. So he says, There are two causes that cause us to, to, to not be grateful. The first is, There is a, a muskal rishon, there is a, uh, an assumption that we all have, an, a, a natural assumption that we all have, that everything is self-evident, and everything, vakol magieli. Magieli means everything I deserve, things should be coming to me. He's going to explain. Kshadam nolad, as soon as we're born, lo haisa lo das. We don't have any knowledge. A person doesn't have any knowledge, any understanding. Vaacher kach, and later, kashaniya bardas, when we assume, when we uh, start to develop some, some understanding, hu chai ki'ilu hu muvan me'alav, shud sarachli matzeh, it becomes like self-evident that I have to exist. Right? We all assume I'm supposed to be here, right? No one assumes I'm not supposed to be here. We all assume uh, it's self-evident that I'm supposed to be here, right? Uh, uh, why am I here? What do you mean when I'm here? I was born, right? That, that, it's a silly question almost. I'm supposed to be here. And not only do we assume I'm supposed to exist, we also assume that we're supposed to be healthy and we're supposed to be, everything's supposed to be fine. harishon. And a child, uh, start, uh, as they grow from day one, v'kashu omed al dato, and as soon as the child becomes again, knowledgeable, who maven kikach mochrach lios, it must be this way, shahorim yitaplu bo, that the parents should take care of him, v'yitznu lo kolashu tzarech, and the parents should be giving him everything he needs, v'cholashir mus'ave, muhu mus'ave alav, and more or less, everything the child desires, u'ki'ilu hakol muvan me'alav, and everything is just self-evident. You know, think, again, let's not take it from a quote-unquote sophisticated perspective that, that, that we uh, sophisticated people have. That's uh, air quotes over here. Uh, but, but the point is that, you know, as a child, you just like, this is, I, 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 I tap a child on the shoulder. And again, it's not just children, but let's start with children. Tap a child on the shoulder. Like, why are you here? 
What do you mean I'm here? I'm, I'm, I'm here, right? And, and, and what, what are your parents supposed to do for you? Everything, right? I mean, that's just the way they think. There's not an assumption as a child. Again, maybe we've gone through difficulties where our parents maybe didn't give us, and we start to rethink things, et cetera. We start, but, but as a child, this is just the way we, we, we are, take the youngest of children. I cry because I want milk because I deserve the milk. I'm supposed to get the milk. That, that's, that's the assumption, right? If you ask a child, why are they yelling? It's because they're in pain. What do they want? They want mommy. They want daddy to help them because that is self-evident. That, that's what mommy and daddy are supposed to do. That's just the reality. Odzos, further. And we are also born with a foundational self-centeredness. We are born with a self-centeredness that places us at the center of the world. That is, you know, human nature. God created us in a way that we think we don't even know as, as, as truly young children, uh, as infants, we don't even recognize the difference between me and, you know, a child and the mother. They're one and the same. It's all me, right? The, the youngest of children don't even, uh, don't even differentiate between people. They just assume it's all themselves. And as they grow, but they still, it, there still is a sense of self-censoredness, right? When does that, when does a child start growing out of that? Many years later, right? But it's, it's normal and it's healthy and it's natural. You know, sometimes, a ch- you know, parents see their child like take, don't, not sharing, like not sharing is, is age appropriate at a certain age because that's all they are capable of seeing. The world revolves around me and that's just the way Hashem created us. Everything was created in order to serve the child. Therefore, consequently, anything that is done for that child, it is, it is becoming to the child. And therefore, there is no natural place to have a karasatov, right? When we teach children to say thank you, it is the most unnatural thing in the world. It's meaningless. It's, I mean, it's, just, it's, a, it's, a, it's a like Pavlovian, you know, behavior. Basically, you want to say thank you. If you want to get what I, what I want to give you, say thank you. But it's not coming from a deep place. And it shouldn't come from a deep place because it, it, it's not the way a child thinks. A child is, is, is hardwired to see everything as coming to them, to see themselves as the center of the world. So if you're successful in teaching a child to say thank you, but it's not coming from the deepest of places where there's a sense of, oh, yeah, wow, I can't believe mommy, daddy did something for me. It's coming from, you've trained them. You've trained them to, 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 to I don't know, to, to do other tricks. It's, it's basically a trick. Um, because at the end of the day, a child is, is rooted with a sense of magiali, everything is coming to me, and the fact that everything is self-centered, and the fact that it's self-assumed, it's self-evident that I exist and I should exist. And that's just the way the child thinks. Again, not just children. Okay. But Amal Rav, with great toil, with incredible efforts, a person is able to wean themselves off from this muskal rishon, from this assumption. And to teach themselves, nothing is self-evident. There's nothing that should be taken for granted. There's no assumptions that we should be making about anything. And nothing is coming to me. And anything that a person receives is kindness and goodness. There's, 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 right? there's, there should be no assumptions. Nothing, I don't deserve anything. And anything I receive is kindness. Zos hi ha This is the work, this is the effort, this is the avoda of hakarasatov. In the sense that a person is born one way and hakarasatov is trying to transform the person entirely from the way they're born. There's no distinction made between the good that I receive from God and these things that a person receives from people. 
What we have to teach ourselves and cons- uh, all the time and cons- you know, consistently is that every single thing is an absolute goodness, a kindness. Even life itself is not self-evident. The fact that we wake up and we just take it for granted, um, you know, in the back of our minds we know this, but, but, but we shouldn't. And, and not just because of, of, of illness. So he's going to quote a, a Gemara in Kedush. Gemara says like this, um, the Pasuk says, what should a live, how could a live person complain? Um, how, could a, uh, how could he complain over the midos, the, 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 the ways of God? Did a person overcome their sins? It is enough that I gave him life. And Rashi explains, Why should a live person complain? Why should a, why should a person complain over what happens to him. After all the kindness that I've done for him, that I gave him life, and that I didn't bring him to death. You know, this is the most uh, straightforward answer, which is the most lacking, in P- is the most non-PC answer to a lot of the questions like why bad things happen to good people. Uh, you know, but, but this is probably the most straightforward answer. At the end of the day, you know, even the question, you know, I... I you know, the question of what, why are bad things happening? Let, let's personalize it. Why are bad things happening to a person who is ostensibly good, right? What are the premise of the question is? Magili. I should be getting good things, right? And life should be going well. Mehechi tasty, as the Gemara would say. Like, who says, right? And not only is it just that Magili and things should be going well, to, to add to that is that if, if we've sinned, committed any sin, then, you know, at the very least, we've, we've technically forfeited our, 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 our right to live. Whatever, right, right is not even the word. You know, we forfeited, well, God has given us a gift, which we didn't deserve. God gave us life and said, hey, do my mitzvot, here's your life. And then we sinned. I'm not talking about, uh, you know, the big three. I spoke Lashonara, I don't know, something, right? What right? So God can say, okay, you messed up. You don't deserve it, right? You give someone something, you give them something very precious, and they're misusing it, they're abusing it. God could, so to speak, and I hate to, you know, pull the plug, so to speak. Say this, you don't deserve this neshama, you don't deserve this life, and, you know, and yet you, here you are, right? So, so the whole premise of the question, like, why are these bad things happening? Yes, you can ask, why are bad things happening to me and not that other person? That's the question I hear. But to ask the question, right, because then I don't understand why the discrepancy. This person is just as bad as I am, or they're worse, or whatever. Why am I suffering? But to say that because, you know, that, that I deserve to live, that I deserve not only life, but I deserve things to be good to me, who says? Who says? That comes from a place of Magili. Again, it's a harsh answer. Don't answer that to someone when they're going through a hard time. But it's the most honest answer. And again, you can't say that to someone. But it's the most honest answer in the world because nothing is coming to me. Nothing at all. And that's, and that's, and that's incredibly difficult for us to, to, to come to place because we're so accustomed to just taking our life for granted, assuming I should be alive, assuming, like, we assume the status quo is health. We assume the status quo is, uh, the, is, is life. And all of that is, is a faulty premise. All that, and that's not just children. That's, that's every human being. Yes, the child is the one who's completely self-centered. But we as adults, also, we make a lot of assumptions which are still rooted in that childlike, uh, you know, muskal rishon, that childlike assumption that we're born with that I deserve to be alive. I deserve for the good things to be happening to me. Um, and therefore, when those aren't, we, we are questioning it. And his point is, that doesn't come from anywhere. It's not premised on anything. It's making sense. It's not, I mean... Absolutely, absolutely. One of the points of our davening every day, we inculcated in ourselves and our children, right? I would think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 100%. An ideal world that is... 
Sorry, yeah, in an ideal world, a big part of davening, and you know, the, the Ramban, I still don't fully have understanding, he says he frames the entire purpose of davening as Hakar Satov, as Hoda, as giving thanks. Um, so yeah, but, but uh, absolutely. And, 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 and despite davening three times a day for, for the past X amount of years, right? We still think Magieli sometimes, right? But yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Okay. So he said, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Mivinim. Ki ein hakol muvan Had we, under, if we were to understand that not everything is understood on its own. Vichli kol mashanu motzim ba'olam mitzarchenu hu yhatav v'chesed. And to understand that everything we find in the world is a goodness, is a kindness. Ha'isav emes misrabech hibas v'reyas ba'olam. Again, here focus is not just on the personal transformation, but it would transfer the world around us. It would increase love. It would increase friendship in the world. And we recognize that it's an olam chesed, right? The Pasuk says, olam chesed ibane. And we normally associate that with God, that God created the world out of kindness. And we, again, which, which we forget. And but God, in other words, God was not, did not have to create this world. God chose to create this world. Um, but he's saying it's more than that. It's the entire world is filled with chesed. And he explains. Because when this is missing from us, when we don't recognize that, that things are, when we think that magiali, then niyakala olam afor, the world is dark. Everyone does only their work. Every person selling is just in it for the profit. And the doctor just wants to see, receive, you know, his pay. And the teacher just wants to receive, you know, his pay. I don't know how much teachers are getting. Okay. There's no goodness. There's no kindness, right? And we see that. And, and, and you know, the, the cynical world, you know, when we're in a cynical place or, you know, in a cynical world, we say, oh, everyone's in it for the profit. Everyone's doing it for themselves. And the world becomes an incredibly dark place, right? In Chiba Vein Rios. And no one, there's no relationship. There's no trust. There's no society. The whole thing falls apart. If we don't see the goodness, we don't see, if we, but if, if, it's not just that we don't see the goodness. If, if it's, it's deeper than that. What he's suggesting is that, you know, when, when, as soon as we start, as soon as our impression is, Magili, I deserve these things, then we stop seeing the goodness. And ultimately, all of, then we don't see how people are doing things out of a place of goodness as well. And we live in a dark world. We don't live in a society anymore. Basically, every person is just, it's, it's, we're in a jungle. We're basically every person fighting for themselves. And it's a radically different society. Right, this perspective of Hakar Satov is not just one of I'm working on myself. I'm now a more grateful person. It's healthy for me, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But it's a difference between living in a society and not living in a society. I'm elaborating a little bit on what he's saying because when we see the world as everyone just being self-centered and everyone just everything really coming to me, and therefore I see this person also as not doing it out of goodness, but just doing it for themselves. Then there's really nothing connecting us anymore. We're just everything is just uh, transactional. And, and there's no goodness in the world. Olam dal viavish. It is a dry, it is a poor, it's impoverished world. Achlo. But olam bahir anorotim lechios. We want to live in a, in a world that's lit up. Olam sheyesh boatav v'chesed. Chibavreus. A world that has goodness, that has kindness. A world that has love, that has friendship. As olam habahir hazeh bona adam. And how do we build this world? Aideshu makir tov It's by appreciating, by recognizing. Right? It's, 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 I mean, it's so simple, but it's also so profound in the sense that how do we, where do we, where's the difference between a world of self-centered people, all transactional, all just trying to get, you know, do what, what's good for them and a world filled with chesed? A lot of us do with our attitude, looking for it, right? And, and, and how we, we seek, out, seek it out. If we seek it out and we look around and we see the individuals working for us and we see the kindness, right? So, you know, you think about the, the, the store owner or you think about this person. They have a choice in how they interact. Granted, the person has to get profit, but how they chose to interact with us. And we say, hey, that person just, you know, I was just on the Amtrak train last night and the person collecting garbage, not exactly the most like pleasant job on the, out of the entire staff of the Amtrak train. This person like walked into the train and she's like, 
Good evening, I am here. I want to take all of your stuff, everything, the good and the bad, and I want to take your garbage. Pr-. It was just like going on. I told her, and when she walked by, I was like, thank you for being like the most like uppity, happy person in the world. She didn't have to do that. She didn't have to do that at all, right? So granted, she's getting paid and she needs a paycheck, but she chose to, to, to imbue it with a little bit of chesed, a little bit of kindness, a little bit of, and, 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 and that's a choice if we want to see it or we want to look the other way, right? And the more we're able to work on seeing the chesed, it transforms the world. It really transforms the world into a world of connection, a world of kindness, a world of connection. A society, um, as opposed to a bunch of self-centered uh, people just just doing their own thing um, side by side, and so that's 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 the way. So again, the, the main point that he's trying to make is that the reason Akar Satov is is often difficult is because so much of our existence uh, we're born with the opposite of Akar Satov. We're born on the the opposite side of the spectrum where only I exist. Everything comes to me, and I make a lot of assumptions. And what he what he's asking us to try to do is to recognize nothing is coming to me. Um, I'm not the center of the world, um, and I shouldn't make any assumptions. I shouldn't make any assumptions about the way you interact with me, nor should I make any assumptions about the fact that I wake up in the morning, um, not just because God could theoretically pull the plug, but also because I don't deserve to be alive. None of us deserve to be alive. Uh, not just that it's a gift, right? it's a difference. Not only is it a gift that I'm alive, but I don't really, there's no right to be alive. Um, there's no rights. There's no rights to be alive. It is each day it's a gift despite my shortcomings. God has given me life and I should, I should have Hakar Sato for that. Um, and so, Namshikh um, Bislamdus, Shalanu Gamhala, he suggests that we just continue with the same exercise that we're doing until now. Uh, I'm going to remind myself uh, that, that we said anytime he says three, we're going to move it down to one. Uh, and we'll come back to our chat. Our chat. I, I find the chat very helpful when people are, are, are sharing. So please, I invite you um, to, to share on this chat that, uh, you know, one time, one time we're able to, to, to properly thank someone, not just uh, a generic thank you, but a little bit more, a little bit more language, a little bit more detail, um, then share it. You give a little check on the, on the chat and I think it'll encourage others. Um, should we, uh, let, let's, let's, let's go a little bit further. We have a few, a few experiments. Let's try, try getting a little bit, a little bit into the next piece, uh, just to, to explain to us, because he, he goes into one more, one more, um, insight into why it's so difficult to say thank you. So let's just try, I guess, uh, yeah, let's just go a little bit further. There's one more explanation, one more reason why it is difficult for us to be, uh, to be grateful. Because when I receive something and I acknowledge it, I become obligated to the person. Right? I become obligated to, you know, do, do, to see the person as good and to therefore reciprocate at some point and I have to express my thanks. To say thank you, not a real thank you, not just thanks for holding the door, but a real thank you means I have to humble myself, right? He gave to me, and I am obligated to him. And this is a small expression of humility. It is against human nature to humble ourselves. Again, this is one of the things we're fighting when we thank someone. Every time I thank you, I really thank you. I'm humbling myself. I, I cannot have done this without you. Again, even if I don't say those words, but wow, thank you so much for X, Y, Z. It implies in some way that I, I am indebted to you, that I needed you. Children, as we said earlier, they, they run away from saying thank you. A child will often just grab the candy, grab whatever it is, and run away. Without saying thank you. It's not just to say thank you. Um, he becomes, you know, indebted. And now I now have debt, right? None of us want to have debt. Now I have debt, right? It's not just, right? Now I have to, to, to you know, express it to someone at a later t- time. 
Who wants to have uh, indebtedness like this? So there's a part of us, and he's suggesting subconsciously, I'm not saying I don't want to have debt, but there's a part of us which, which naturally fights that, which naturally doesn't want to have a built-up amount of things that we, we now owe someone. So I, I downplay, and in my mind, what I, what I received, and therefore I don't become as indebted. Zohi Kfiotova. This is what being ingrateful is. Kilu kafa michse alatova. It's this word kafoi tova, ingratitude, is kafoi, is like to cover. So he's saying it's almost like I covered the goodness. There's goodness, and I put a little cover on, I little put a, the, the cover of my pot on top of it. So I don't see it. Lebaltir oats, I don't see it at all. Beloshon acheres krom chazal kofer batova. To like reject. Vizokimo kofer bechol Bahava, right? This is like when a person rejects uh, a loan, like denies a loan. I don't want to pay it. And therefore they say, I didn't borrow it. Okay. He quotes his, his Rebbe, Rev Lovavitz. person who wants to do good should ask from the person who receives their good something small. You know, let, let, let's stop on the avoda. But the point, I think that insight is worth it, right? So basically, just adding another piece of insight in terms of why it's so difficult for us to receive good. One, it's because we're born uh, naturally self-centered. We're born naturally assuming that things come to us. Again, it would be shocking if we weren't. Imagine as a child, every morning we'd be frightened, are we getting up? That would be overwhelming and, and terrible. It's not, God, God did this as a favor for us. Uh, but as we grow more sophisticated, we need to move away from this, right? Um, the last piece is that we, none of us want to be indebted. And the more when a person does something, we really truly feel, feel gratitude, uh, it means that we become indebted and, that, and that's hard. Okay, so those are, those are where it's coming from. And our goal is, of course, to combat it. Have a great day.